It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. Swings it out to Sadiq Bey. Gets Benny Dibbert. Oh! Abdul Rahman at midcourt. Extra pass. And it goes for the win. The three-pointer by Jordan Poole. Here's the give. Walker. Kenny Walker. Touchdown. Smarty. Goff's got it. Back. Looks. Throws. Ends up. Yes. Caught. Touchdown to Craig Lyons. They did it. Armand Rossley Brown the receiving end. Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here. A grand slam from Miguel Cabrera. He's got two goals. Marcus Inundo scores. His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Shine, folks. Good Monday morning to you. It is the 20th day of February 2023. We welcome you here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Kahala, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well, from Traverse City down to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 248 951 2176. 248 951 2176. We're on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well. Comcast channel, not Comcast, BCSN, this is old habits diehard. It's streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Add a .com to that. Uh, to find our website, xpmornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. You can find us all individually on Twitter. Danny Kahalen is a Dan in the studio. Ryan Elke is a Ryan L underscore key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Gentlemen, good morning to uh, to both of you. Uh, how are we on this Monday morning? Great. The XFL is officially back. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's awesome. I watched like 12 minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't. I don't think I watched any of it. I watched uh, after Michigan, Michigan State, uh, the Houston Roughnecks were playing. It's the hat I'm wearing today. They were finishing up their game. And I watched a couple minutes uh, yesterday, but there's I saw a clip this morning. St. Louis was down 15 to three late in the fourth quarter. Came back and won because uh, XFL you can do a three point conversion from the 10-yard line so they converted that instead of the onside kick they did the fourth and 15 converted that for their onside kick and scored a game-winning touchdown won 18 to 15 wow yeah just converted converted on every gimmick that they have hey it's great sure i'll take your word for it Uh, so you get a fourth and 15 yeah. To convert or the other team gets the ball on what yard line? I imagine just I mean you got it's at least you got to put them on the 50 for that type of stuff. Cuz well, Where that, does the 4th and 15 take place from? The kickoff spot. 
Yeah, I think that I think that you just get the ball wherever yeah. wherever the turnover on downs is at. That's right? interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't know. I don't I don't know. I just um did they do the kickoff thing where they put the ball out there and the two guys got to run for it? No, that was it when I first started 20 years ago. But they did add a new rule with uh, punt They don't do return. that anymore? No. What do they do that's now? Like, you can't, that, it, that's probably just a little too reckless. No, but they do add something on punt return now where the gunners have to be off the line of scrimmage and can't move because they're trying to encourage punt returns. So they're moving the gunners off the line of scrimmage and can't go until the ball's kicked to encourage more punt returns. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's 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 interesting that they would want more punt returns when they're trying to eliminate kick or, kick returns. Yeah, eliminating onside kick attempts give you some give you a chance for something that could be a touch more successful than less than one percent. I mean, just like general general football, like you know NFL football, they don't want kickoffs because it's a high contact, high speed play. So they don't they don't want you to you know to return the kickoff. That's why they move the kickoff up, and then and then to combat that, teams have just said, well, we'll just kick it higher if we want to encourage a a return, which is what the league doesn't want. But here we move the gunners off the ball, uh, therefore trying to encourage more punt returns seems like the inverse of what the NBA or the NFL is trying to do with it. Yeah, because the XFL wants action, boss. So what do they do with the kickoff then? We, it's just a normal kickoff. Oh. It's just the onside kick. You have the option, or not the uh, not the kickoff, the coin flip. Oh, I don't know. I don't know anymore. But that what you're referring to is when the XFL first started in what 2000 or whenever it first came out, the first iteration. You know, he hate me, and all of them. Yeah, they started out. Jeff Brom was one of the first XFL quarterbacks. Yeah, that's how they did start the games was a 50-yard sprint, like dodgeball, to the middle of the field. Yeah, there's a uh, – I, I, I like that. Put the ball out there and make it run for it. I think that's, uh, I think that's fantastic. I, I like that a lot. That's way better than a coin flip. But, you know, we, we'll never see it in the NFL. Sure, for the XFL, I mean, getting started, uh, it felt kind of strange. Uh, not really any attachment to any teams. I did see that uh, – Danuch threw a, a shovel pass, you know, like an underhand flip to Josh Gordon in the end zone. So that'll give you a a little bit of a taste of who's out there on the football field. Uh, so AJ was, McCarron, yeah, AJ McCarron's out there. So I mean, good good for those guys. Yeah, it's a chance for them to play football, make some money. To what it's there for. Yeah, and, and get some tape and to see if they can uh, they can find their way. Uh, back to the National Football League, but uh, maybe it'll work. Maybe and maybe it won't work. Maybe people will watch. I mean, the stands were, uh, I don't know. The stands were light but not empty, so people at least, you know, showed up to showed up to support, which is cool. Uh, good for the good for the players. You don't want to play in an, in an empty empty stadium that much. Uh, that much is for sure. All right, what else is going on in the uh, in the sports world? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. 
Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. All right, huge news. Rex Ryan is interviewing for the Broncos defensive coordinator position. Why? I have no idea why that is happening. But hey, uh, maybe he wants to get off a TV, get back into the coach's booth, get upstairs in the box, throw the headset back on. Uh, Who knows? But yeah, Rex Ryan, uh, former Broncos head coach Vance Joseph, is among a handful of candidates up for the job as well. Speaking of coordinators, how about this move here? The commanders have officially named Eric Bieniemy as their offensive coordinator. That's pretty, uh, pretty interesting here. And the two sides agreed on a two-year deal that includes a promotion and title and contractual structure as well as a pay raise. There's been a lot of chatter about this. Look, folks, I don't know why Eric Bieniemy hasn't been hired as a head coach. I have no idea. I mean, Mike Wilbon had quite the. Uh, impassioned, empowered speech on, you know, the enemy being forced to take the commander's offensive coordinator position. Uh, You don't have to leave Andy Reid if you don't want to. Nobody's forcing anybody to do anything. I don't know why he hasn't gotten a job. I'm I'm not there. I'm not in the interview process. I have no idea. So for me, you know, everybody making a huge stink of this, I don't know why he'd go to the commanders. Not really sure. Yep. Have play calling duties to not be under the stigma of oh well you have Patrick Mahomes what do you really do? Maybe to just kind of prove some points that are probably brought up in interviews. Granted, that could be. Grant, does they excuse why he's not a head coach? No, but we're also not in on the interviews. Maybe he's the worst interviewer of all time. Maybe there is a racial part to it. Who knows? Not us. Nope. We don't nobody on the outside. But this is a chance for the enemy to kind of take control of full control of an offense. And if he does and they do well, guess what? He'll be a head coach. Uh Jason Tatum scored an all-star record 55 points, won the uh MVP last night in the world's greatest pickup game. And Kevin Love is going to join the Miami Heat after clearing waivers. We'll step aside when we return. Uh the Red Wings this past weekend lost their five-game winning streak. We'll talk about it next year. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And we're close to March Madness, so be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R. T-E-R.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Do it for the love of money. Saturdays in February, 7 to 11 p.m. Winners choose $3,000 in premium play, $1,500 cash, or 1,500 entries into the February 25th drawing for a Chevy Camaro ZL1. For the love of money, $130,000 giveaway. Only at 
Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Right now, when you buy six select items, you'll save $3, including Prego Pasta Sauce, Dan and Light and Fit, or Oiko's Greek Yogurt, and Meyer Food Storage Bags. Plus, Coca-Cola or Pepsi products are buy six, save $3, plus deposit where applicable. And pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Share your thoughts all morning long on the Meyer Guest Line. Call 248-951-2176. That's 248-951-2176. Now, back to Danny, Ryan, and A.B. And bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Cahalen, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino all joining you. Thank you. For joining us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. From Traverse City down to the Glass City GR to the Motor City, we say good morning to you. We welcome you. Thank you. Appreciate you. And, of course, encourage you to join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. All right. Over the weekend, we had the uh, the Detroit Red Wings in action. And they had their five-game winning streak snapped, and you would have thought watching, uh, you know, watching people's reaction online that this was the end of the world, a colossal meltdown that the team just is completely like they went from first to worst in the matter of sixty minutes. That's the vibe that I got from watching people wig out over a five-game winning streak snap. Like they've won five games in a row, they're bound to lose eventually. They're not going to win out the rest of the season. Seattle's good people Seattle's a playoff team they lost four to two I know it seems like oh they're an expansion team in your brains they're a good team you okay okay yeah I was I was just gonna try to uh, adjust the uh, adjust the camera I was trying to get you to keep keep going sorry Uh, Seattle's a western they're good they're in the playoff picture Detroit is not Detroit is you know 10 points above worst in their division. So you have a five-game winning streak. You lose to a playoff team, and people are like, oh, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. They haven't been doing this or that the whole season. They're going to lose eventually. Like, it's going to happen. You're not going to go on a 20-game, 28-game winning streak or however many games they have left. Yeah, this this week coming up, I think they – this is the Capitals. I don't know if it's today, tomorrow. Tuesday night. Yeah, and then they have the Rangers who are good. Um, and then Tampa Bay uh, this weekend. So they, this is a tough stretch for the Red Wings. They they uh, they just need to keep hanging on, and they don't just no more overtime losses. We I I don't know what it is now eight or nine. We just I I think about like, gosh, if they had five of those points, how, how different the season could be. How many of those overtime losses because they squandered something late in the game gave the other team a chance, 
couldn't win it in OT, and then because they couldn't win it in overtime, forced to surrender the points. It's crazy. Crazy to me. Dylan Larkin's playing well. It's a, it's He's, uh, Ozzy said it the other day that he is playing the best hockey of anybody in the league right now. Bold call, but Chris Osgood would know. But I still, I still think that's kind of a uh, that's kind of a bold claim there, Cotton. Um, see if it, see if the strategy works out. Like, is it that contract year phenomena? I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I still, I struggle at times because why all of a sudden is this is this that moment where you know we've had questions? Is this guy a, a top ten center in the league? Can he be a top line center? Not even on a championship team, but on a playoff team. Is that even possible? He wants his, he wants his new deal done. He's playing with incredible fire right now, so congratulations to him. Uh, he's doing what needs to be done, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm still skeptical. I'm okay if they pay him the eight years, eight million, he sticks around. I'm okay with that. I still think they need to get better at that position overall. And I think that that's fair. Billy, well, who's I so- mean, yeah, like, uh, I, who was it a couple weeks ago talking about how he's something just, you know, that Dylan Larkin wasn't a number one center. Well, other teams have more guys. The Red Wings, they're getting there. But the, the Other teams have more guys that can score, you know, more than eight goals in a season. You know, you go, you look, go watch, go watch the Avalanche. They have guys, you know, there's probably four or five guys that are 25, 30 goal scorers. That's what you need. Yeah, we just, we, we just do not, we don't have that. We, we struggle to find any production outside of the top line. And the defensive pairings, I know that Ben Sherratt was taking a lot of heat uh, in that, in that Seattle game, whether rightfully so or not. I'm, you know, Look, guys, I mean, they're still they're still at the bottom of their division. They're still sixth out of eight teams in the division. Like, we're not talking about a playoff contender. We're, we're trying to will them to be a playoff contender. We're trying to wish that they're a playoff contender. But the, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that they are not. They are not that good of a hockey team. So if they make it, it's an absolute miracle that they even made it to begin with. That that's that's what it is. I think in the over their last twenty eight games, because I believe they have what twenty seven games left. Over the last twenty eight games, they would have need to have gone like eighteen and ten. Right, they're 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 zero and one right now. In that stretch, so that that's what you're looking at from a, a you know projected points. How many points is it going to take to get into the playoffs? It's going to be right, you know, somewhere around ninety. 95 points somewhere in that wheelhouse like it's not going to be easy to get in and they're they're on the outside looking up so what exactly do you expect that's what I really want to know that's why I want to know why there was so much outrage over the weekend like it was going to end at some point you know last year it took a hundred points to make the playoffs as a wild card it took a hundred and and uh for for Washington and 107 for Boston that's what it took last year to get into the playoffs. So, you know, even even the 90 points, like that's probably going to be relatively low. 
I mean, through 55 games played, the Penguins have 63 points. Through 59 games played, Edmonton Edmonton has Edmonton has four guys with 27 or more already. That's how you win hockey games. They have four guys with 27 or more goals. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 27. Zach Hyman, 27. Leon Dreisaitl, 33. Connor McDavid, 42. What do we have? <laughs> uh, nobody in Not the, a lot? Uh, Larkin me? is 44th with 22. Wow. Our top goal scorer is 44th. Jeez. And and you wonder, you wonder why well why is this team winning games? Like well, I mean, there's your there's your answer pretty cut and dry. Pretty cut and dry. Like they they need more production. Are they going to trade Bertuzzi or not? Is he off the market? Is he on the market? This is exactly what Steve Eiserman is supposed to be doing as the GM, right? Try to try to up his value. Maybe they want to keep him for a playoff run. Maybe they'll end up dealing him. I don't know. You know, is there going but whatever happens is this a move to get better right now or is this a move to get better Later on, that's really the question when it comes to the NHL trade deadline and what the Red Wings are trying to do. Are they trying to make a trade to be more competitive today or are they more worried about trading to acquire assets to continue the build to be better off tomorrow? That's the, the one pressing issue here uh, with, the, with the Detroit Red Wings. We had the All-Star Game festivities last night. Regular season actual pick back up for the quote-unquote second half of the year, and you can get all the hoops action in the palm of your hand with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 of free bets instantly. Just download the app, use sign up using the promo code HUGE, and new customers bet 5 on the NBA, get $200 of free bets instantly, only at DraftKings, only using the promo code HUGE. If you or somebody knows a gambling problem, wants help, needs help, call the gambler. That's pretty easy as well. 21 plus in most eligible states. 800 gambler. That's pretty easy as well. 21 plus. Ontario and Ohio bonus issued as free bets. Opt-in is required. Eligibility wagering. Ontario and Ohio bonus issued as free bets. Opt-in is required. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full details in state-specific responsible gambling resources. We'll step aside. Back with more X's and Bros. After this, Michigan, MSU, this weekend. We'll talk about that next here on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the late A. Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you. 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, TV 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. 
Get more for your money this week at Meijer. Right now, when you buy six select items, you'll save $3, including Prego Pasta Sauce, Dan and Light and Fit or Oiko's Greek Yogurt, and Meijer Food Storage Bags. Plus, Coca-Cola or Pepsi products are buy six, save $3, plus deposit where applicable. And pay the same low Meijer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meijer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meijer app. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get a taste of sweet rewards, up to $5,000 cash. Every Friday in February from 7 to 11 p.m., play for a chance to take home the chocolate bar with prizes from $1,000 premium play all the way up to $5,000 cash. Don't miss sweet rewards. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Can't call in? Text us using the keyword sports radio and send it to 21000 or tweet us at XB Mornings. Now back to Danny Kahalen, Ryan Elke, and Anthony Bellino. Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Kahalen, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino all joining you. Thank you. For joining us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. Feel free to join the program at any time. Text the keyword Sports Radio. Said that to 21,000. Sports Radio to 21,000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 248-951-2176. 248-951-2176. I did see a note there for the Red Wings uh, segment. It said uh, Everett was all over the broadcast. Oh, you didn't see it? Oh, yeah. We had uh, Trevor Thompson did uh, sh- uh, a probably a 25-minute interview, I would guess. We played five minutes of it pregame, five in the each of the uh, intermissions. It was awesome. Very cool. Really? Yeah. Why the, uh, why the feature? Oh, just because Everett's a local guy and, you know, the first uh, African-American full-time oh ever fits you yes yeah i i mean i yeah i just misunderstood uh on on <laughs> that's which, why i put it on there your boy yeah just everett was all over the broadcast and i'm like is he talking about like like he was all over the place like well, yeah i i wasn't i clearly didn't watch the intermissions or the pregame thanks a lot he was coming home from work yeah, what day was the game? Saturday night, 10.30. Exactly. You know what else was on Saturday night? Big basketball game was on Saturday. Uh, the Saturday game did night. not start until 10.30 p.m. Dan, Dan. It was Big Fox, so this Saturday, game didn't get over yeah. till 10.30. We had three-minute breaks with an extra 50-second slide attached to every timeout whenever Fox wanted. It was the most out-of-control. It was. There were some super – and there were some even – like It was it a three-minute break, then they had come back to – videos for Michigan State to add an extra minute on. 
Yeah, that's what the breaks were. Three minutes with a potential 50-second slide. And that's what they told us. So you know it's going to go over because Fox just does whatever they want. And they have the contract now. So congratulations, everybody who's a fan of the Big Ten. Uh, Congratulations to all of you as we will continue to get the longest games that you've ever seen. Uh, That'll happen in college basketball. It'll happen in college football. And it's going to happen until the cows come home or until there's some sort of change or or some sort of anything uh, at this point because that's the way Fox operates. No rules. We do whatever we want. And uh, you just have to sit there and deal with it. So we sit there and we wait all game long all game long for them to come back from break. But Everett fits you being all over the broadcast. That's, that is fantastic. That's good news. I'm glad um, I'll have to go back to uh, the, the Valley sports Twitter account. I'm sure that they probably have something uh, for that, uh, you know, for that video presentation and whatever packages they ran. I'm sure those are available on their Twitter, almost positive, but good for a good for Everett. All right, back to the, to the task at hand. Michigan, Michigan State uh, from Saturday night. A highly entertaining basketball game. Obviously, there was a lot going on there uh, for uh, for the Michigan State side. I mean, I was going to say for both sides, but really not a whole lot going on for Michigan outside of you know how does everyone just kind of behave themselves uh, while you know w- while Michigan State is dealing with what they are dealing with. And I thought that uh, to make Chrysler Center go green uh, in the pregame. I think that was cool. Uh, that was a, a nice nice ode to them. Not playing the fight song, but playing what I would assume would be the alma mater. I I don't know what song they played. Yes, that is correct. Okay. It's called MSU Shadows. MSU, they played Shadows there. Uh, that was a really good move by um, whomever was in charge. I would assume my boss and the band director saying, hey, here's you learn this song, learn it quickly, uh, and uh, make sure that you are ready to go after the moment of silence. I thought that was a good transition there. Uh, from you know lights out lights are green student present student body presidents are at midcourt uh, they gave everybody a a sign they gave everybody like a light up bracelet as well that was on all the all the seats you know the Michigan players had their shirts on uh, to show support for Michigan State uh, the you know, student section was you know they were about as tame as you're ever going to see them. I mean, Michigan State took the court for warmups. They came out of the tunnel uh, to applause, which that never, never happens. And there were uh, there was a substantial amount of Michigan State fans who traveled for the game, uh, no matter where they traveled from. I mean, I'm sure there's some Michigan State fans in Ann Arbor and in the surrounding areas. It's not like you know we're not talking about East Lansing being in Alaska. It's right down the road. So, but they there was a very um, you know during some of the, you know portions of the game, big buckets. Michigan State fans, they they got a little rowdy. They got a little, little ruckus going on there. They were a little excited, uh, which is a um, you know, which is which is interesting because you don't get that same sort of home court advantage that you would. I don't know. All I can do is hear what it's like on television. I've never been to Michigan, Michigan State at the Breslin, so I don't know what it looks like from a uh, a Wolverine fan traveling. But I can tell you the Spartan fans travel very well to that game. Uh, they acquire tickets. I'm not sure how. They get those tickets, they come out, they support. I don't know if it's like that uh, at the Breslin Center, but there isn't the same home court that you would see if you go down to the Schottenstein Center, if you go to Mackey, if you go to Assembly Hall, uh, if you have to travel to Illinois. Like The home court is just very, very different. Yeah, but you could host Michigan State. The difference is, could be your wife, Anthony, like, 
that's that could be your brother, your sister. You don't know. Like, you know, you have two tickets. You're a season ticket holder. It's Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, you might take your sister, your brother, whoever, if they went to Michigan State. That's another way you can get tickets. Yeah, and it's, it's another way to get another Spartan fan, um, you know, in the building. And there was, there was a lot of them. Uh, there, there, there really was a, a lot of them. And this was a monumental game uh, for Michigan, who's still on the outside looking in. Like I went through last night, you know, kind of digging around for you know what might be just like a pipe dream uh, at this point. But what, where is Michigan in their standing? on the resume because I still don't know exactly what the what the criteria is. I know that we're using net rankings. So if we're using net rankings to decide who gets into the into the NCAA tournament, well right now Michigan is 65th in the net ranking. How is that possible? I have no idea. They're they're two and nine in quadrant one. They're five and uh, two in three quadrant and nine two. now because I believe uh Pittsburgh has been bumped up to a quad one win. That you guys beat earlier in the year, Pittsburgh has played themselves up, so that has turned into a quad one win. Hmm. At least so that's what they out? showed on the broadcast Saturday. Interesting, because uh, as of the as of the nineteenth, so as of as of yesterday, oh yeah, three and nine, huh? So they must have they must have done Pittsburgh's that right. Been playing really literally well. right after I did that. I. Surprising. Yeah. So I did that at 9.44 p.m. and it was 2 and 9. And now all of a sudden, hey, but whatever. So 3 and 9 in Quadrant 1 uh, is is Michigan. How they get their 65th ranking, I'm still not really sure. Like, I don't know. You know, they're 4 and 2 in Quadrant 2, 2 and 0 oh in Quadrant 3. And then that god-awful loss to Central Michigan making them 6 and 1 in Quadrant 4. Don't worry, they're not the only Big Ten team with a Quadrant 4 loss uh, they join Minnesota, Ohio State, and Iowa as conference teams that do have a Q4 loss. What do those quadrants mean in all actuality? I, I Dude, I, I really just don't know. You know, then they're 49th in the Ken Palm rankings as of yesterday at 940, so who knows how that's changed over the last 12 hours. And they were 63rd in ESPN's BPI. So their ranking is well within the field of 64 plus four. I don't think that as of right now, I, they keep saying that nine, you know, Joe Lenardi had nine teams from the Big Ten in the tournament again. Well, if that's the case, you're just going down the Big Ten standings. You'd have Purdue, Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland, Iowa, Rutgers, Michigan, Illinois, and Michigan State. I mean, that's a little shocking, if I do say so myself. But, we're, I mean, whatever. Saturday's game I mean, is huge. The, if you, the bracketology, they're nowhere near, nowhere on it. And then, and then the ESPN Plus article, here's the locks. Northwestern, Maryland, Iowa, Illinois, Rutgers. Work to do Wisconsin, Penn State. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, but Interesting. for Michigan, they have uh, they have their work cut out for them. And they they have the schedule to play themselves in. It's like they sit there with like Minnesota twice and Ohio State. They they have games. God, it would be nice. 
it'd be nice, but then you're also playing teams on the road that are in the field. Rutgers next up on the road in three days. Wisconsin at home, Illinois at the, on the road, Indiana at Assembly Hall. With the Michigan State game, you probably have to go four and one down the stretch. Plus, have an have an extended stay at the Big Ten tournament. You know, I don't think you could be a one and done in the Big Ten tournament. I think you got to win a couple if, of games there in order to bolster up that uh, that resume a little bit. Because it's going to be a selection Sunday sweat fest for Michigan. I think so. I, if they go two and two and then go like one and one in the Big Ten tournament, I oh. think they are in play really like in discuss i think they're in discussion for that you know the play-in game and for or just a straight up 11 seed kind of like they were last year i think because if you have a road win at indiana and a road win at rutgers or illinois those are huge games but and to divert that for more of the game saturday great job from the university of michigan for what they did and for what they showed, MSU, they played a lot better than I expected, at least offensively. They couldn't grab a rebound, but that's what happens when Michigan puts out two guys that are seven foot, and you have your tallest guy six ten, and that's it. So, and props to Doug McDaniel. Dougie Buckets was the best player on the floor Saturday night. All right, so you know me. And you know that I am a huge fan of Doug McDaniel, a.k.a. Doug McBuckets, and Terrace Reed Jr. You know, like, I've, I've talked about this on the show. Like, the very first game it was with Terrace, it was like, this guy is not only, not only huge, big hoss. Is, I mean, he's, he's a large human being. Like, he's all 6'10", 6'11". He's 260 pounds listed, and he is just that. That's a thick with three C's kind of guy. Like he's a massive human being. He's got crazy amounts of athletic ability too. Like it, you don't see somebody that because you look at Hunter, right? And Hunter's very big, kind of lanky, a little weird, like proportionately. You know, at seven one, I would expect. Um, you know, I see somebody seven one, I just expect Dwight Howard. And when I see Nikola Jokic, it's like, oh, okay, all right. But I expect Dwight Howard. I expect the boulder shoulders. You know, I expect the upside-down triangle for a frame. Jalen Duran. you expect. Jalen Duran. Very, very, another really, that's what I expect when I see seven feet at, at that weight. Terrace Reed, as tall as he is, he is a lot, I, I think he might be heavier than 260. His he athleticism, yeah. yeah, his athleticism is screaming 220, though. Like, he can, he can move, he can jump. He blocks shots. He's got a great knack for the ball. I'm a very big fan of him, and he's going to be around for a few years. Doug McDaniel, I think that at last night, or Saturday night, obviously, cherry on top here. But they haven't had, and I've talked about this, that struggle uh, after Xavier Simpson going to the transfer portal, trying to find that, that guy that's going to be there for three, four years, develop that position, uh, be able to recruit that position, knowing that whoever comes in next is going to be that Xavier Simpson to Derek Walton is going to be that Eli Brooks to Xavier Simpson. So whoever comes in next, like, you know, Doug has done such a fabulous job here as the floor general. And for him to have 18 points on six of 10 shooting 
with four rebounds, four assists, and not a single turnover, playing 39 minutes in the game, that's insane. Insane. I really like, I think Malik Hall should transfer to Michigan. Just going to throw uh, that out he's there. He's out of eligibility. so It's okay. Just just last four games of the season, Big Ten tournament. We don't need any paperwork. You don't have to. Don't worry about enrolling and anything. We ain't here to play school. Come on over. That, I, I like him a lot. Yeah, he played a great game. He finally has been, he looked healthier Saturday. Been battling a foot injury all year, and it looked like he could finally just stay moving for an entire game. No twist yeah, he, of the ankle. No, like, oh, he's coming up limping a little bit. He's not moving right. And so it look good there. And yeah, the, the whole story of the game was at the end. Michigan State just couldn't rebound. That's all it came down to. Well, it's they, a large. Save. They gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. I mean, right. On the offensive glass, they were out rebounded 14 to 6. 24 to 19 uh, on the defensive side. So a, a, a 13 point margin in total rebounds in favor of Michigan on the glass. I mean, that's uh, it's a lot. Yeah. Turnover battle was kind of uh, you know very much similar. Nine to eight Michigan state I wins. That. Fouls were similar. Like yeah, shooting wise a, too. It was all like all numbers were similar. It's just rebounding. That was the, the whole difference of the game is that at the end Michigan was getting a lot more chances on offense because of the offensive rebounding and converting on them I don't understand what the technical was early on AJ Hogard and I that guess was he literally was, right in front of me yeah I guess he said something to the bench Michigan's bench and uh, I guess they were both like they Hogard talked about it after the game he goes hey we were both talking I should have kind of contain myself a little better but you know i need to be better in that spot so i guess it was just i think it was just normal chirping maybe hogard said a special word uh tom Izzo telling aj to uh quote grow up i thought was pretty pretty entertaining uh as there were i i got a great Izzo story for you too i'll share in the uh in in hour number three when we come back to this game because it was uh it was it was pure Pure Tom Izzo, and so enjoyable to listen to. I had some people texting me about him because he was out on the floor at different times of the game, and DJ, uh, the officials walking over to him, he's like, Tom, you got to be on the floor. He's like, I'm not on the court. It's like, dude, you're almost to the free throw line. Like, what do you, what do you mean? You're almost to the elbow. Like, you're and, and he's ripping his own guys while the ball is out of bounds, and Michigan State's going to take possession. It's not like it's in the middle, like it's not in the middle of a play. But as the ball's going like out of bounds, here's Tom Izzo walking out of the floor, just chewing in to whomever. I think it was AJ Hogard that particular instance where DJ Carson's in the reps, like you need to back up. He's like, I'm not on the court. It's like you're not on the court. What do you mean? You're in the mid range right now. Are you kidding me? The guys don't even shoot that shot anymore. That's how close you are. But a uh, a highly highly entertaining game. Great action both ways. A couple of big threes hit early. Some sky high dunks. In that basketball game, wow, some thunderous slams that really, I mean, I thought they that just taking taking momentum was just, I, I Michigan State had it early, early on in that basketball game. I couldn't believe it was 36-33 at the half. That, to me, was shocking all in itself. 
Uh, but Michigan comes away a winner, 84 uh, to 72 on Saturday night to keep hope alive. All right, we're going to step aside. We'll be back. Hour two is next. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network.